Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? That's what Pharaoh said in Exodus chapter 5 and verse number 2. My Bible is open to Exodus chapter 5. I invite you to turn over there as we consider this man named Pharaoh. Pharaoh said those words to Moses, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? Moses had gone to Pharaoh to ask for the release of the Israelites, yet Pharaoh would refuse. This would begin a long challenge and a long challenging road for Pharaoh and the Egyptians because Pharaoh kept refusing to do the will of, the will of God. The leader of Egypt would fight against God repeatedly, repeatedly and he would lose. There are some great lessons to consider when we think about this man named Pharaoh. If you remember, our theme for this month is, is willing to yield. And we talked a little bit about that last week. We need to submit to our Father in heaven. We need to submit of the God to the God of the heavens and the earth. We need to listen to him. We need to allow him to lead us in our lives. When we don't, problems will arise. And we need to avoid the mindset that Pharaoh had. This mindset of, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? It wasn't only Pharaoh who had that mindset. There are others in the word of God that we read about. And we'll look at a couple of case studies this morning who had that type of mentality. I'm not going to listen to God. Who is he that I should even listen to him? That's a great question. Who is God that we should listen to him? Last Wednesday, when Bud was teaching his class, as we're going through types and antitypes, he brought up a powerful passage in the book of Deuteronomy. I want you to turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 10, because it really helps us to answer this question, who is God and why should I listen to him? If we're going to yield to the Lord, we need to understand why. And the, the Bible helps us to see in Deuteronomy chapter 10, why it is that we should yield to God, why it is that we should submit to him in our lives. And why this mentality that Pharaoh had, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice, is one that is always going to get us into trouble. I'm reading from Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse number 16. So circumcise your heart and stiffen your neck no longer. For the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God who does not show partiality nor take a bribe. He executes justice for the orphan and the widow and shows his love for the alien by giving him food and clothing. So show your love for the alien. For you are aliens in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him and cling to him and you shall swear by his name. He is your praise and he is your God who has done these great and awesome things for you, which your eyes have seen. What a powerful passage. Who is God that I should obey his voice? We are reminded about who God is. God is God of gods, Lord of lords. There is no one greater. He is one who is full of love, one who is full of mercy, one who is full of compassion. And as a result of that, he is to be our praise. I understand that he was saying this to the, to the Israelites, but we serve the same God. And he is the one that we should praise. And he is the one that we should fear and give reverence to and respect. And so as we think about this idea of becoming more like Christ, we need to remember our great God. And that we need to submit to him, to comply, to obey, to listen, to be willing to yield. This morning, I want to talk about, and the subject of my topic is stubborn hearts. Pharaoh, we're going to see, he had a stubborn heart. And no matter what God presented him with, whether it was the miracles or the words of Moses, 
Pharaoh just continued to have a stubborn heart. He refused to yield to God. And as a result, there would be some challenges. Go with me back to Exodus chapter 5. And I want to begin as we consider a couple of case studies here with Pharaoh himself. In Exodus chapter 5, if you go back there, Moses had gone to him and had requested that he let the people go. And I want to pick up the reading here in verse number 5. You saw the words that, that Pharaoh said here in the beginning. In verse number 5, the Bible says, And again, Pharaoh said, Look, the people of the land are now many and would have been and would have them cease from their labors, and you would have them cease from their labors. So the same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters over the people and their foremen, saying, You are no longer to give the people straw to make brick as previously. Let them go and gather straw for themselves, but the quota of bricks which they are making previously, you shall impose on them. You are not to reduce any of it because they are lazy. Therefore, they cry out, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let the labor be heavier on the men and let them work at it so that they will pay no attention to false words. So the taskmasters of the people and their foremen went out and spoke to the people saying, thus says Pharaoh, I'm not going to give you any straw. You see the arrogance of this man. And how God had told him, you let my people go. But Pharaoh said, I'm not going to let your people go. And even worse, I'm going to make their lives even harder. And verse 23, as Moses was speaking to the Lord, he said, ever since I came to Pharaoh speak in your, to speak in your name, he has done harm to this people and you have not delivered your people at all. You see the stubbornness of this man, Pharaoh? He said, there's no way I'm going to do this for, for whoever this God is that you serve. I'm going to make their lives even more challenging. Look in chapter 6 and verse number 11. In chapter 6, God told Moses to go to Pharaoh again. Go, tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the sons of Israel go out of this land. And yet we will see that he would continue to resist the will of God. In Exodus chapter 7, I'm looking at Exodus chapter 7 and verse number 9. In verse number 8 and 9, the Bible says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Work a miracle, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, that it may become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh, and thus they did, just as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron threw his staff down before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a serpent. What an amazing thing to see. And they did this in front of Pharaoh while trying to get him to release the people. And yet Pharaoh was would still resist and not obey the words of God. He would continue to resist and be stubborn and have this type of mindset. Well, Pharaoh would be given another chance in chapter 7 and verse number 15. Uh, in chapter 7 and verse number 15, the Bible says, Go to Pharaoh in the morning, and uh, as he is going out to the water, and station yourself to meet him on the bank of the Nile. And you shall take in your hand the staff that was turned into a serpent. You shall say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, sent me to you, saying, let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. But behold, you have not listened until now. Thus says the Lord, by this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will strike the water that is in the Nile with the staff that is in my hand, and it will be turned to blood. You probably know the rest of the story. An amazing miracle would take place. Water being turned into blood. And you would think that even after seeing all of that, 
Pharaoh would say, let these people go, but he still would refuse. This man had a stubborn heart. And verse 22, but the magic, uh, magicians of Egypt did the same with their secret arts, and Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them as the Lord had said. Then Pharaoh turned and went into his house, house with no concern even for this. Uh, no big deal. Yeah, I saw this amazing thing, but no, I'm not going to listen to God. Who is God that I should obey his voice? Well, God would try to get him again to release his people in chapter 8. The Lord said to Moses in verse 1, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite your whole territory with frogs. What a... What a nasty situation, right? And we know what would happen. There would be frogs all over the place. Nikki gets scared when a little frog jumps in in the back door of the house there. But imagine all the frogs. Now she's mad at me. Now imagine all the frogs covered everywhere you, everywhere you went. And that's what happened in Egypt. And so in verse number 8, look what happened with Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, okay, and treat the Lord that he removed the frogs from me. Now we got a problem here. You can't have all these frogs all over the place. And from my people, and I will let people go that they may sacrifice to the Lord. Now watch this, because you really see his heart. Moses said to Pharaoh, the honor is yours to tell me. When shall I entreat for you and your servants and your people that the frogs be destroyed from you and your houses that they may be left only in the now? Then he said, tomorrow. And I've always had questions about that. Wouldn't you say right now? Wouldn't you say tonight, immediately? But he said, do it tomorrow. So he said, may it be according to your word, that you may know that there is no one like the Lord your God. So the frogs will depart from you, verse 11, and your houses and your servants and your people, and they will be left only in the now. And so we see that that is what would take place. But then in verse number 15, but when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, watch what he did. He hardened his heart and did not listen to them as the Lord had said. This man had a stubborn heart. Yeah, sure, okay, God's going to take this away from me. I got what I wanted. I'm just going to go right back to who I used to be. He had a stubborn heart. He wasn't really concerned about submitting to God and doing what it was that God wanted him to do. This is a pattern that we would find all throughout the book of Exodus. In Exodus chapter 9 and verse number 33, as more plagues came his way. In Exodus chapter 9 and verse number 33, So Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh and spread out his hands to the Lord, and the thunder and the hail ceased and rain no longer poured on the earth. But when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder had ceased, he sinned again and hardened his heart he and his servants. Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he did not let the sons of Israel go just as the Lord had spoken through Moses. No matter what God showed this man, no matter how many opportunities, he still had a stubborn heart. He just wouldn't listen. And despite the opportunities that he had, he he wouldn't comply and do what it was that God wanted him to do. But it got to the point where he would lose individuals close to him. In Exodus chapter 12, beginning in verse number 29, in Exodus chapter 12, and we talked about this in Bible class last Wednesday. In Exodus 12 and verse number 29, now it came about at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne 
to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of cattle. Pharaoh arose in the night, he and all of his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt. What a terrible sound that must have been. A great cry in Egypt, for there was no home where there was not someone dead. Then he called for Moses and Aaron at night and said, Rise up, get out from among my people, both you and the sons of Israel, and go worship the Lord as you have said. Now he's finally getting the memo. But even after he would release them, we know what would happen later on in Exodus chapter 14. He's going to try to go after the Israelites. And because of this man's stubborn heart, he's going to lose it all. He would lose his army. He would lose everything because he refused to listen to God. He was not going to yield to God. He was Pharaoh. He was mighty. And he was going to do what he wanted to do. And as a result of that, he would lose. And he would pay the ultimate price. He refused to yield to God. He refused to listen. And that price was paid. And he was given the opportunity. And he was the one ultimately to blame. Now, sometimes when people read this account in the book of Exodus, they say, well, you know, Some blame God for Pharaoh's demise because of the language that God hardened his heart. But it must be understood that Pharaoh was the one to blame. He was the one to blame. It was all on him and the decision that he would make when it came to what God wanted him to do. Someone said this, and I think it sums it up really nicely. God did not directly force Pharaoh to reject his will. Rather, God hardened his heart in the sense that God provided the circumstances and the occasion for Pharaoh to reject his will. Pharaoh made up his mind to reject God. He made up his mind. He had the opportunity to listen. He had the opportunity to obey, and yet he didn't. And at the end of the story, what's interesting, you don't find Pharaoh saying, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? That's taken away by the end of the story. But he had a stubborn heart. And because he had a stubborn heart, he would lose all. Now, the other case study that I want to share with you is interesting as well, and that is with the people of God. Pharaoh was not, he was not part of God's chosen people. But it's interesting that even the Israelites had stubborn hearts. How could that be? They saw everything that took place with Pharaoh. They saw the miracles of Jesus. They participated in the miracles of Jesus, walking through, I'm sorry, in the miracles of God, walking through the Red Sea. They saw the power of God time and time again. You would have thought that there would never be any question, any doubt, any hesitation. I'm going to follow this. I'm going to follow God because he is God of gods, Lord of lords. And certainly, For periods of time, the Israelites did follow God. There were plenty of periods where they were obedient. But when you look at the history overall, this is one of the biggest things that they struggled with. And the fact that they had stubborn hearts, that even though God had done so many things for them, they would still often kick against them and push back and not listen to what it was. They were not willing to yield to him. Go back to that text that we read in Deuteronomy chapter 10. Who was that for? In Deuteronomy chapter 10, that's for the Israelites. He's talking to his people. God is talking to his people here. In Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse number 16, circumcise your heart and stiffen your neck no longer. I need you guys to obey. I want you guys to follow me. I want you to truly submit to me. And so when he talks about, for the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, he's got to remind 
Israel, this is who you serve. This is who is leading you. This is why you need to listen to him. And yet throughout it all, they often would have stubborn hearts. I think one of the best examples to go to show you this in a in a fast way is found in Acts chapter 7. Remember when Stephen was standing before the high priest in Acts chapter 7? Stephen's going to preach a lesson here to the high priest and those who are in the audience. In Acts chapter 7, he's going to begin with Abraham and the first eight verses, and he's going to remind this Jewish audience of, of God and the promises that God had made to Abraham. When you get to verse number 9, he's going to now speak about Joseph and what it was that happened in the days of the patriarchs with Joseph and his brothers and how his brothers were envious toward him. And what Stephen is doing, he's, he's really laying this case down. He's going to really be driving a central point when we get to the end of the lesson. Later on in Acts chapter 7 and verse number 20, it says, it was at this time that Moses was born and he was lovely in the sight of God and he was nurtured three months in his father's home. And so now he's going to begin to talk about Moses. And he's going to talk about Moses, who we just got done reading about, this great leader of God and how Moses was going to be this ruler and this deliverer. And yet we're going to see that throughout it all, the Israelites often had, well, they had stubborn hearts. They had this ruler, they had the miracles of God, and yet time and time again, they would often reject what it was that God wanted them to do. And verse 35, this Moses whom they disowned, saying, who made you a ruler and a judge? Is the one whom God sent to be both a ruler and a deliverer with the help of the angel who appeared to him in the thorn bush. And verse number 39, listen to what Stephen says here. Our fathers are unwilling to be obedient to him, but repudiated him and in their hearts turned back to Egypt saying to Aaron, make for us gods who will go before us. For this Moses who led us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what happened to him. What he's saying here, he's, he's reminding them of what the, the Jews did in the Old Testament and how they constantly would reject God. They would not listen to him. They weren't willing to yield. And as a result of that, they too had stubborn hearts. So he would review this history of Israel with his audience for a reason. The Jews had always resisted the Holy Spirit. And that, my friend, is getting to the source of the problem. When we, start, when we have this stubborn heart, we are resisting God. In Acts chapter 7 and verse 51, listen to the words of Stephen. You men who are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears are always, always resisting the Holy Spirit. And you are doing just as your fathers did. That's the whole point that he's trying to make. I, excuse me. I went through this whole history here because I want you to see you're no better than your fathers before you. Which one of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? They killed those who had previously announced the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. You who received the law as ordained by angels and yet did not keep it. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the quick, and they began gnashing their teeth at him. But being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven, saw and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he would tell them what he saw. He would say, behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And eventually they would stone him to death. His point was, you too are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart. You have a stubborn heart. And God has shown you everything that you need to truly submit to him. And yet you're not going to do it. And you know what? They proved his point. They killed him. 
That's the whole point he was trying to make. You're doing exactly what I'm telling you. This is who you are. You have a stubborn heart. They resisted the Holy Spirit by rejecting Jesus. And they resisted the Holy Spirit again by rejecting the words of Stephen, the one who was telling them the truth. Those are just two simple case studies that help us to see that what God desires from all men is for all men to yield to him, to submit to him, to do his will, to trust him, to believe him. And we can look at Pharaoh and we can say how foolish Pharaoh was. How foolish Pharaoh was to see these miracles, uh, uh, to see all of the, a staff turned into a serpent and frogs covering every place in your kingdom and all of these other plagues, and yet he still would just continue to, to push back. And how foolish it was for Israel. They had it all. A nation, promised land, wonderful blessings. Time and time again, they would resist the Holy Spirit. They would have a stubborn heart. Yeah, they, they, they were on the right track for short periods of time. But you could see how quickly things changed. Three days after the Red Sea crossing, they're complaining to God. Moses is gone for a few days, and now they want a golden calf. They changed very quickly, and they too had stubborn hearts. Why am I going through all this? Very simple. What about us? We can look at Pharaoh, and we can look at Israel, but what about us? This is the point of going through all this information. First, to demonstrate that man throughout the ages has had, have had stubborn hearts, that men often fail to yield to God and truly follow him. Second, it's possible even for God's people, even for God's people to have stubborn hearts. It's possible because that's what we saw with the Israelites, to resist his will. Third, my friends, all of this is a warning for us. It is a warning for me and for you. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. In Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 30, as Paul reminded the saints of who they who they were in Christ, he would remind them in verse 30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. We can resist the Holy Spirit when we refuse to listen to his words. And when we do that, we will grieve the Holy Spirit and we can insult the spirit of grace when we have this type of heart. And it's a warning for us that we can resist the will of God, which is why God and the Holy Spirit is encouraging us. You walk by the Spirit. You be led by the Spirit. You be filled with the Spirit because he wants us to listen to what it is that he has given us. But do we have the same heart that Pharaoh had? Who is God that I should obey his voice? I don't know if the Israelites ever said that out loud, but that's the type of mindset that they had. That's the type of heart that they had. Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? While they may not have said that out loud, by their actions, by their fruit, by their conduct. That was the mindset that they had. And I wonder sometimes, do we have that mindset? Oh, sure, we may never say, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? I'm not going to listen to him. Who is God? Maybe we'll never say that verbally. But I wonder, is this the mindset that we sometimes can have? We have the miracles of the Father recorded for us. We have the miracles of Jesus recorded for us. We have great promises just as the Israelites did. We have uh, the promise of rest, of being with God in heaven one day in eternity. But do we ever struggle with this mindset? Who is God 
that I should obey his voice. You can fill in the blank for all the application. Who is God that I should obey his voice? You see, what God desires is that we listen to him. Jesus said, let your will be done, not mine. Not my will, but your will. And that is the mindset that we must have. Now, I cannot see your heart and you guys cannot see my heart, but God sees who we really are. He knew the heart of Pharaoh. He knew the heart of the Israelites. He knew the heart of the saints in the first century. He knows our hearts. What kind of heart does he see? Stubborn hearts? If that's what he sees, then we need to understand where that's going to lead us, to death and eternal separation. Or does he see hearts that are willing to submit to him, willing to yield to him no matter what, willing to come to him on his terms and to do his will? Let's make sure that we learn and live from Pharaoh. Let's make sure that we learn and live from the Israelites. Jesus wants us to yield to him, to submit to him. Let's make sure we do that in every area of our lives. Maybe there's someone here that needs to yield to God. Maybe there's someone here that needs to submit to God by being saved from their sins. Jesus says, come to me, come to me. If you're weary and heavy laden, you come to me and I will give you rest. But you got to come to him on his terms. And you got to listen to what it is that he wants you to do to be saved. We'd love to study with you. If you're ready to become a Christian and put on Christ in baptism, we'd love to help you to do that right here, right now. Let's all yield to him. If you're subject to the invitation, come now as we stand and as we sing. Oh, God.